Hey friend, welcome to episode 126 of the Fierce Calling Podcast. I'm your host, Doris Swift. Thank you for joining me today. It's so great to have you. And I wanted to ask if you have ever felt that your circumstances were more than you could handle. And I think the answer is yes for all of us. My guest this week is Nicole Jacobs Meyer, and she wants you to know that you're not alone in your suffering and that we can learn to suffer well with and for Christ. Nicole's story includes suffering through rape, cancer, and child loss, and she shares a season of questions, questions to God, darkness, and depression, but through it, God was there, and she found herself fighting for a purpose. And as Nicole says, the enemy wants us to walk away, to get mad at God, and ultimately walk away from Christ, but even when life is hard, our call is to make Christ known, even in our suffering. And I know what she has to share is going to encourage, inspire, and challenge you. So listen in while I have a chat with Nicole Jacobs-Meyer. But first, listen in for this message from Access More, which is a place where you can go and find so many encouraging Christian podcasts. And you can download those and listen to them. And the nice thing about podcasts is that you can listen to them while you're doing something else. So I know that since you listen to Fierce Calling, that you also love other shows. So be sure to check it out. And here is more information on that. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff. You can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com or the Access More app. Welcome back to the Fierce Calling Podcast. Today, I am excited to welcome my friend, Nicole Jacobs-Meyer. She is so authentic about sharing her struggles, which I know that so many of us can relate, and she encourages women to keep going when all seems lost, and there have been so many times in our lives where just hard seasons come and she believes that it's possible to find lasting joy and purpose in Christ and that he is good no matter what life brings our way, which is such an encouragement to remember that. And she has a new book that she's written, Take Back Your Joy, Fighting for Purpose When Life is More Than You Can Handle. And I think that we really need to hear more about that and more about Nicole's story. And thank you for being on the show. Welcome, Nicole. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Such a joy. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. And I just told the listeners a little bit about your heart and ministry, and I would love if you would share a little bit about your story and how you're taking action where your passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Yes. Well, I am kind of a mom blogger turned author, and I have four little kids. My husband graduated from pediatric residency, and in while that sounds so amazing, and it is... <laughs> It's also come with a lot of heartache over my life. And I think one of the biggest things that I have had to really start to understand is this 
idea of suffering well with and for Christ? And what does that look like to have joy in all circumstances and letting our sufferings be pleasing sacrifices to him and how to even do that? So what kind of started with some really horrible situations with a rape many, many years ago and going through this cancer and miscarriage journey just a few years ago, I have had to really break down and fall before the Lord and ask those hard questions and having those doubts and having those hard things um, really made me dig into the word. And so that's kind of where this all started for me is out of, out of my pain. And now I have that passion to try to help women as much as I can to not walk away from God, even though sometimes in our pain, it seems like he's doing things, um, on purpose or, we do something wrong and it just is a very confusing time. And it can be when you are going through so much pain and having those questions about God's character, um, just like reading, you know, James one, two, where it says, consider a pure joy whenever you face trials of many kinds, you know, and how can you really consider it pure joy when your circumstances don't match what you're reading? And so really just diving into all of those hard topics and now having a passion to push women towards Christ. That is so needed in the world because the world is so broken. And with the experiences that we go through in life that are hard, um, you know, and somebody might look at, cause you have a wonderful Instagram following and you have a beautiful family. And just to look at your website, it's just so so like calming and beautiful. <laughs> Thank and, you. Yeah. And like, yeah, it, it's amazing. And your family is beautiful. And someone could look at that photo and think that family's got it all together. And I can never be like that. And look, you know, we have this beautiful woman that looks like she's living the perfect life. You know, that's, yeah. that's what we see on the outside. Right. And then when you share the struggles and things, yeah. we never know what's going on in someone's life, do we, Nicole? No, that is so true. And it's honestly been like a fight for me because you can only share so much real self on social media. You know, you can do the stories, you can not wear the makeup, you can try to be real life authentic, but when it comes down to it, it's those, it's those conversations. It's the real life. It's the day-to-day people that are surrounding you that you need to just be honest with because everyone is suffering somehow. And maybe in a, maybe other people have a really great season that they're walking right now and they're not going through a ton, but life is really hard and there will be sin. There will be evil. There will be hardships and pains and trials. And so it's like, how do we, how do we share in each other's sufferings while being equipped to actually endure when it's hard, you know? Yeah, that's so well said, and it's so true. And congratulations, by the way, to your husband and your family on Yay. <laughs> you know his journey, his medical thank you um, background, and all of that. That's that's no small thing, and it's a sacrifice on the entire family's part. So, um, so that's really great. And it, 
you know, like you were saying earlier, oftentimes when there's hard struggles and trials, there's two ways we can run. We can run to God or run from God. And it's just so cool that your heart is to encourage women to run to God and to know that he is good no matter what is happening. Because you're right. There could be the thought of God doesn't care about me. God is far from me. God doesn't see me. And, or like you said, people may get the impression that God is causing these things to happen, right? you know, or why would he allow this to happen if he loves me, you know, and those kind of things. So how did that book journey begin? Is it something that you had been journaling? Are there pieces of it from your blogging or how did that start? Yeah, I really think that cancer was what did me in, to be perfectly honest. I think going through that and the questions and the darkness and the depression that came with that season was so, it was, it was the hardest thing for me and my family. And it wasn't just me walking through something and it was the family. And I had to think about my kids and my husband was starting his intern year of residency during the same week that I had surgery. And so it was just, there was so, it was just heavy, very, very heavy. And I journaled a ton. I am a journaler. I always have been, but this was, this was anger journaling. (laughs) It was like, it was the anger and the frustrations and the questions to God. And it was the very real, honest self. Um, and then kind of out of that, I was going back all those years to when the rape happened or some major trauma that I had, or the, um, there was some family things that were going on back then that I started writing and going way back to this pain and trying to understand, you know, what, really going back to the gospel and realizing maybe I don't have a firm grasp on the gospel. And I've always thought I had the biblical foundation. I always thought I knew, but with, with the trials and sufferings, it just, I don't think it was there. And so I think just working through all that and then writing it all out, I was just like, this could maybe be something helpful for someone else just because I'm, I'm walking it, maybe someone else's too. And then the rest is history. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And thank you for being so transparent and there's timing in that, you know, God will allow us to share certain parts of our stories at the right time. Right. And it has to be at a point where that part of it, I guess, has, been worked through and some healing has come through, right? Have you found that in your journey too? Oh, absolutely. Like all of that, I, I don't like this term word vomit, but that's basically what it was and just the pain of it all. And I remember finding my now agent, she, I sent her this word document of just all of this. It's hilarious looking back because she was so sweet. 
to just take it in and like, give me her honest advice. But I was like, you know, I got something to say, maybe somebody else out there will appreciate this. And she was like, well, I think you need to, you know, work on your craft and maybe go to counseling some more and like work through all this stuff. And, and then it was, it was a year of really diving into some counseling and, um, just me and the Lord diving into the word and out. Then finally it was like, okay, this actually, now it could be something now that I'm starting to heal. But back then, oh, no one should read that. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, that's good because, you know, that's wisdom from the Lord and you put your heart out there and said, Hey, I think I have something. And you, you know, he led you to an agent who had the wisdom to, counsel you wisely. Yes. And yeah, so that, that was good. And so now people will have the benefit of being blessed and finding some freedom and healing through the words that God has given you to write. So, so now going back, cause you had talked about having been raped and had you gone to counseling after that, or is that something that was kind of put on the back burner or how did that work? Definitely went to counseling right after. And, but you know what, even looking back now, I think the biggest thing that was the first step to healing after that, it wasn't counseling. It was actually my, um, there was a missions director who was also on the women's ministry team at my church. And she asked me to lead the Nepal missions trip that next summer. And I, of course, felt broken and horrible about myself and not spiritual enough and not holy enough and really just completely weak and broken. There was no way I could lead a team. And I told her all of this. And she looked at me and said, this is why God wants you to lead this team because you have nothing to offer. And so in your weakness, he is going to be made known and be strong and be your strength and redeem something in you that was lost and and restore something that was lost. And I just broke down because she saw me not only as Jesus sees us past that pain and the shame and whatever else that people feel in their brokenness, but she also kind of gave me this like responsibility and service that slowly pulled me out because honestly, worship and church and reading the Bible wasn't exactly hitting me where I needed it because I would read things like God's your protector and your provider and he's faithful father and like all these things. And I was like, well, then why didn't you protect me? Why, why did this feel like the biggest betrayal then? And so out of those questions is really hard to go to church and to sing these songs because it didn't feel true. And so God knew he is so good because he knew that the only way to kind of pull me back to himself was going to be through with my personality type was going to be through some type of service and responsibility to, to pull me out. And that's exactly what he did. And who knows what would have happened if I would have completely walked away or, or what, but thankfully he is just so good. And he does that for all of us. If we really sit and think about it. Mm, That is so beautiful. And it's so heartwarming to hear how God allowed that healing to come because as you served others Mm. unselfishly, it did something in you. And 
you know, Fierce Calling, the purpose of it is to encourage women to step out of their doubt into their calling. And no matter where they've been, what they've done or what's been done to them, every woman of God has a fierce calling and he can use every woman who is in Christ and we just have to be willing. So this is just such the epitome of that. And, but you were obedient in it because you could have said, no, I can't do that. But you opened your heart and you were open to doing that and like you said, had you not, you know, that it, it probably yeah. would have taken a lot longer for the healing to come. So, so yeah. thank you for sharing that. That is going to really encourage someone right now who's listening, who may be feeling called to something, but feeling like they aren't worthy or they aren't equipped, yes. but God does it right. God does it for us. It's, doesn't he? I love oh, who, I don't know who says this, but God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. I mean, you hear yes. that all the time. It's like, yes, I know. But mm-hmm. once you really think about it and it applies to your own life, like I wasn't anybody special. I wasn't anybody that was, you know, super holy and read my Bible every day and was just all the healing was already done. And I was just on the top of the world, super joyful. Like I, that was not who I was. And in fact, I was quite the opposite. And so realizing how much God not only was so gracious and loving in those moments and always in my life and all of our lives, but he just, he provides everything we need and he does that generously. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app. realizing how much God not only was so gracious and loving in those moments and always in my life and all of our lives, but he just, he provides everything we need and he does that generously. And if we just give ourselves, I do think we need to give ourselves some grace because we hold ourselves to very high standards. And while that is good for growth and maturity and you know, continuing on in endurance at the same time, we do have to realize like how small we are compared to the mighty God that we serve. And we can't, we can't control all these things. And once we kind of surrender that, that's really when that process of sanctification happens. Mm, That is so true. That is good stuff right there. And (laughs) You know, talking about how earlier when you mentioned, when you were reading scriptures in the Bible and even going through your cancer journey too, it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, reading these words and they don't seem to make sense and line up with what our experiences are. Like it, it seems like it doesn't make sense, but when we can dig deep and unwrap what the real truth of it all is because it sounds like that's how it became something deeper for you, right? How did that journey look like? I think with knowing God's character, his true character, not a, um, 
not what we learned with like felt boards and Bibles study and, you know, way back in Sunday school or Awana's, not just like those little verses, like really going deeper. I mean, getting those study Bibles, going back to the Greek and the Hebrew and the old Testament readings, like it, not just reading a verse and that's it. You know, there's, there needs to be more digging because there's so much more depth. And so, like I love um, Romans eight eighteen. Just reading that is so encouraging. It says, "For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us." And it's like those are the things that we have to cling to because you can read, consider a pure joy whenever you face trials and think, "Oh, I'm completely turned off by that because I'm not going to be <laughs> joyful right. in this situation right now." But then you can read the Romans eight eighteen, and it's like okay, this suffering right now, yes, it's producing character and growth and all these things in me by the grace of God, but it's also not anything compared to what is ahead and like shifting my focus to like that eternal perspective was so helpful for me. I think in, in all of these trials, but I do have to say too, like during the trials, this is not how I think, (laughs) you know, it's like, (laughs) This is, this is like the after effect, you know, of, okay, I have to remember these things for that next thing that comes, but when you're in it, it's way harder. Let's be honest. Yeah. (laughs) Right. I know. So true. And, um, and I love how you brought out the joy part because too, it reminds me of how the joy set before Jesus was on his way to go to the cross. Like that was joy for him, not because he was going to endure such torture. I mean, he was fully God and fully man. So yeah. it wasn't like he didn't feel the pain and, and that his body wasn't broken for us. And it was, um, it was so shameful to be yeah. killed that way. Right. Because even the Romans wouldn't do that to their own citizens or whatever. Right. You know, it was a lot. And, um, but yet he had that joy because knowing what was going to take place was our reconciliation with the father. And like you were saying, it's so key. If we can take a step back and think of things from eternal perspectives, you know, like from a biblical worldview and how God is, is his character. So thank you for reminding us about that because those things are always constant and never change. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's so true. Got to have all these sticky notes just all over your house to remind you because we're so silly and we forget so easily. <laughs> yes, we do forget. And that's just kind of so much my heart too, to to just kind of keep talking about the Holy Spirit that yep. we have, you know, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and that we forget because life gets so crazy and hard and we just don't feel like we have any kind of power or boldness, but, but we do. Yeah. So, and you know, I love the tagline to your book too. First of all, take back your joy is great. And it just speaks to you right there. And then where you say fighting for purpose when life is more than you can handle, because it just so dispels that myth that yes. God will never give you more than you can handle, you know, and that is like not even in the Bible. Right. So, <laughs> so can you talk about a little, like how that came about with your title and your tagline or yes. the subtitle rather, not a tagline, but how did that come about? And was it changed a few times or? 
Oh yeah. I mean, when I pitched the book, we like the first book proposal, I think the book was titled more than I can handle. And then it was something about like cultivating joy or whatever. And then it was changed a bunch of times. And then finally, when we landed on take back your joy, I was, I knew that I wanted it to be almost like a self-helpy feel so that people will gravitate towards it because it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, I can do this. And then you realize as you read it, like you can't do this on your own. This is not something that you can do, you know, in the humility and the obedience and the discipline and all those ways, it is Christ who is our joy. And so that I just was like, yes, you know, and then it, I think it was like finding purpose, but when I look back on my life, it's like, oh, it has been a fight. I think this entire time, a, a, and it was the fighting for a purpose when I knew God had given me way more than I could ever handle, you know, and, and choosing to believe that he was going to be my daily bread and all, you know, all the things that we talked about, but it's been a, I've heard that a lot. I've heard a lot of things in the church and, and I think people, I think people mean well, I think they just want to say something that helps you and pulls you out, but then it's just not truth. (laughs) And so I heard, I heard that a lot of like, well, God's never going to give you more than you can handle. So you can like, you can do it. But the thing was, is like, I couldn't get myself out. I couldn't just, just get out of this and like pull up their bootstraps, like do it yourself. It wasn't anything that I could do alone. And so that's why it's like, I really, I really think people after reading, they will know it's like, you do have a responsibility as a believer, of course, but the work that Christ does in us, no one else can do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a true. And And I really like how you said people mean well, you know, when they say things and it's just things that they've heard that they feel will be helpful, but it is just like saying, you know, if God doesn't give you more than you can handle, it's just like saying, I can handle anything. I'm in control, you know, God's not in control. And so that's kind of scary, but people may want to believe God won't give us more than we can handle because otherwise we would maybe feel fear toward, oh man, something's going to happen. I can't handle it. But then we don't need to because we have God, (laughs) you know, and, and the joy that Jesus has given us and, you know, and that strength. So, and I also love how you said that the way the title is worded, which is perfect really. And then how you said, it's kind of, it sounds like a self-help because to me, so many in the world will gravitate toward that, whether they're believers or not. So you never know yes. who's going to pick this book up, you know, and find Jesus. Yes. That That's the hope. That is the whole reason <laughs> I did this <laughs> or yes. for those, those women who are like, Oh, I'll take back my joy. <laughs> yeah. right. And then they come to know Jesus. That's my prayer. That's my biggest prayer. Yeah, that is amazing. And God will use this book to do that because he brought it forth and it's just going to be such a blessing to so many uh, men and women, you know, too, I'm sure, you know, with this message. So, so how does it look now? Okay. The, um, you've written the book and 
but you still have all of these, you know, people who have been so encouraged by other things that you've been doing. So what are some other things that uh, God has used you to do in your walk with him? Well, I have just talked about my, um, talked about all this with my husband the other day. I feel like I've always been the girl that wants to try all the avenues, podcasting and blogging and network marketing and writing books, Mm -hmm. you know, just trying to do, trying to see where God wants me. But honestly, right now, I think that writing books and being a mom and a wife is my niche. That is where I'm landing. And it's just something that I bring before the Lord on a daily basis of like, okay, what's next? Am I supposed to do something else? And I will find out then, but I do have a website. I do have an Instagram. I do, um, try to encourage women in both of those spaces, but as far as other like platforms or like another niche, I don't know what that is yet. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, you know, that is wisdom right there from the Lord, because when we cultivate that intimate relationship with him, we can go to him and we don't have to spin all of these wheels if it's not something he's calling us to do. So that is really encouraging. And I think it's going to help so many right now who might be listening and going, I I need to do all the things, you know, and feel like that's what they have to do, but they don't have to, right? (laughs) I, I have been there like literally my entire life until like last month. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, there you go. And so that, that is really encouraging because we can't do everything well. We want to do everything we do with excellence is unto the Lord, but if we're spread too thin and you know, your first calling right now is, you know, mom, wife, and that is an, a really important calling. Yes. And you're raising little, little people, but they are our future generation. They, yes. you are discipling your kids. It's not just, you know, making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for them. Right. It's like <laughs> so much more, right? Even though it feels like it sometimes just making those sandwiches. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) but it's just, it's very cool to how much you can encourage other moms in their walk because being a mom isn't easy. And, you know, sometimes it's like, am I doing this right? You know, you know, what am I doing wrong or whatever? And we do, like you said earlier in the show, it's like, sometimes we just have to give ourselves some extra grace, (laughs) you know? Yes. And I think being, everyone thinks that you have to do something else plus being a mom, you know, it's like, okay, I'm a mom, but I should also be doing X, Y, and Z. And it's just, that's just not, that's just not the truth. (laughs) Being a mom is the greatest. And you know what, if it's a period right there and not a comma and all these other things, that is, that is great too, you know, and just being content in your own lane. That's encouraging. And so at what point had you gone through your cancer journey? Were you, you had some children then, or when was that? So I had three little boys and we were, we just moved from Colorado to North Carolina and didn't really know anybody out here. And so I really just had to give up a lot of my plans, my control, all the things. And it was shortly after surgery and treatment and all those things that I really 
wanted another baby and I really wanted a baby girl. And it was like so intense that I would just drive in my car and just ball my eyes out, just thinking how deeply I wanted this, but also how much I knew that that probably wasn't going to be my story. And so, and it wasn't like this, it wasn't like my surgeon or anybody was like, don't have kids. It was just a, your body's been through a lot and you should probably wait a certain amount of time. It might be a little more difficult, you know? So all those things, I just kind of thought, okay, happy boy, mom got my three kids. So blessed done. But I started really having that deep desire. And within, I think it was seven or eight months I got pregnant and was so scared because I immediately thought after all of these things that had just happened, okay, when's the other shoe going to drop? What's going to happen next? What's wrong with my baby? I had all the fears, all the frustrations and a lot of worry. And then she, it was a little baby girl who ended up being my biggest baby. So healthy, so chunky. And just the cherry on top of a beautiful story that God did in our family. So that's kind of the kid, the kid journey, which was unbelievable. Really makes me want to cry every time. Cause I'm just like, Oh, he, God didn't have to do that. You know? Yeah. That is so sweet. And just like how precious because he does give us the desires of our heart, you know, and he wants to give his kids good things and bless. And, uh, and, and I just, and, you know, sometimes our stories don't always look the way we want them to look, Absolutely, Uh, but you know, in this case, it was just like such a deep desire that didn't go away. And so I think that kind of tells us something too, when, when we can't not move past something, you know, sometimes it is, you know, ourselves, you know, making something an idol or something like that. But oftentimes it's God is walking with us in in a deep desire that he wants to bring forth, but in his timing. Right. So we trust. I think for women out there who are like, well, I wanted a baby and I'm still not pregnant or I wanted to get married and I'm still not married. Those things are so difficult to walk through. And Mm. I think just remembering that God has given us everything in his son and everything else on top of that is just added blessings. And Mm -hmm. while really, really hard not to get what we desire and what we want, Mm -hmm. God's ultimate story over our lives is going to look better and be better than we could imagine. Like Mm -hmm. if you told me that I was going to have cancer and lose a baby and go through all these things that I've had to go through, I, I would be, I don't even know. I'd be like, this is so overwhelming. I'd probably die, (laughs) you know, but it's, it's the grace that he gives us every step of the way as he slowly, you know, peels back that curtain of what we're walking through. And it's so hard Mm -hmm. to trust. And it's so hard not to plan and control and do all those things. But he's going to give us those snippets of joy and that snippet of added blessing that he didn't have to do, but he chose to. And that's some of the things that I try to hold on to when I'm just going through my own pain and frustrations in the moment. Yeah. So good. And, you know, it just makes me think too, that 
sometimes when our pain is so great, we can't see beyond it. But in a way, it awakens us to something. Mm -hmm. You know, we may be asleep and then something like that we can actually feel is waking us up into some other thing that God is doing in and through us. So, you know, it's just amazing that you're sharing your story in the book and with other moms and with women in general, because this isn't necessarily a message only for moms. It's, you know, a message for all women. So that's, that's really cool to remember. And I would love if you would share how the listener can connect with you and where they can find all of these things. Yes. So if you go to my website, NicoleJacobsMeyer.com, you'll see all the things. I even have a freebies tab where you can get all these great things. There's a 90 day jumpstart to joy. There's a um, journal to joy, really understanding this concept of joy and suffering and working through some really hard questions and hopefully coming out a more full free woman or man. (laughs) And I even have like my first chapter in there that you can download and just a bunch of fun stuff on there. And then I'm also on Instagram, Nicole.JacobsMeyer. And I have all the things on there too. And saved under highlights. I try to open all my DMs and all the, all the wonderful people out there. I just love hearing your, you know, your stories and all those things. So I, I try to get back to everybody, but I can't make any promises because I feel like the more kids I have, the harder it gets. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> You're a busy mom. Yes. Uh, so if you, you know, if you wanted to leave something for the listener right now, some word of encouragement, what would you share with them, Nicole? I think just going back to this like fight and this fight and knowing that the enemy wants us to walk away. The enemy wants us to get mad at God, to ultimately walk away from Christ. That is his ultimate goal for all of us. And that right there kind of gives me this like, oh no, like this is, it's going to be hard. It's going to be painful. There's going to be things that I do not understand. But once I'm there and understand like how good God is and his love for me, then when I know that our lives are about making Christ known, even in our suffering, that I take that way more seriously now, because it's really easy to talk about God when everything's going great. And it's really easy to draw people to the church and to him when you have everything you've ever wanted and prayed for and all the things it's really difficult to magnify Christ when your life is horrible. And that speaks volumes. And so just seeing, I, I feel like just having that eternal perspective and keep going and keep being rooted in the word and knowing that you're not alone because we're all going through, we're all going through pain and hardships and, you know, confide in a friend and just talk to people and everybody has something going on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That is just really so encouraging and, and yeah, so true. Anything of value and importance is just so worth fighting for. And so we're in this together on this journey as the church, as the bride of Christ. Yes. And, um, 
you know, I always love to talk about First Thessalonians 5.11, how we are called to encourage one another and lift each other up and, yes. you know, in this journey. And so I, I just am thankful to know you and, you know, God is just really using you in a, in a wonderful way to make that message magnify to others so that they can go on and encourage other, other women too in their circles and, um, you know, going through hard things because Jesus said in this world, we would have trouble, but to take heart, he's overcome the world. So, so it's just such a blessing and I hope to have you back on the show again. This has been so amazing. Thank you so much for having me. It has been such a joy, honor, all the things. I just love meeting amazing podcast hosts like yourself. Thank you. That's so sweet and precious. And, you know, it's just been a joy to have you on talking about joy. And so um, I just encourage the listeners to reach out to you, connect with you, grab your free things on your website, and I'll have all of those links in the show notes so they can find you. And so friend, well, God bless you and your ministry and this book and um, your family and all the things that God is doing in and through you to glorify him and further the kingdom. So thank Thank you, Nicole. Thank you so much. All right, friend, we'll talk soon. Thank you so much for listening to this powerful episode today with Nicole Jacobs Meyer. I love how she said, God has given us everything in his son and everything else on top of that is just added blessings. What a beautiful perspective. And she also said God's ultimate story over our lives is going to look better and be better than we can imagine. That is so true, friends. And Whatever you're going through right now, God sees you, He knows you, He knows what you're going through, and He is with you. And I pray that this episode has encouraged you and will continue to encourage you. And please, if it has, share it with a friend that you know would benefit from this encouragement today, someone who might be going through a really difficult season in their life. And don't forget to check out the show notes so you can find where to connect with Nicole and grab her freebies that she mentioned. And I know that it will bless you. And she would love if you would reach out to her and let her know how this episode blessed you as well. And friend, I am so encouraged by you and I would love to connect with you too. So reach out to me at doriswift.com. And as always, I would love to chat with you about speaking at your next women's event. I hope you join me next time when I talk with another woman who's taking action where her passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Until then, friend, have a blessed week and I'll talk to you soon.